The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today, I'm joined by loan officer Caleb Jennings. Caleb, thanks for being here. Hey, Tony. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Congratulations on all your recent successes. Thank you so much. No, it's been awesome, and it's been... uh, We have an amazing team that we put together that's been really helping us uh, take it to the next level, which is awesome. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Now, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, where you're from and uh, originally in Chicago and and how you guys started in real estate. I mean, I'm originally from Elgin, Illinois. Yeah, Uh, yeah, born and raised Elgin, Illinois. Went to Larkin High School. I graduated there in 94. Okay. Um, I went to Elgin Community College, and then I... uh, went to UIC here in Chicago. So I've been in Chicago since 99. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm an old man. uh, (laughs) When you put it like that, My first garden apartment was in uh, Bucktown on, yeah, Bucktown on Hoyne. um, And uh, rented it for $7.75 a month, you know? (laughs) That's a deal, right? Especially now when you think about it. But yeah, so so when you went to school, what did was real estate even on the mind at that oh, point? Oh no! Like I, so I really was into political science oh, and history, no and I, I thought I was going to be a professor. I was wow. going to be a professor of history, uh, you know, some academic somewhere yeah. doing that thing, you know. And uh, where did that come from? I, you know, I think it came from. I got. Uh, a bit politicized when I was in in college, like just about current events and things like that. And I had some professors that kind of drew me in in the political science and uh, just got my interest in that. And um, from there, I just thought, you know, I was reading a lot and just was interested in history and the U.S. history and whatnot. And and I I thought that uh, a lot of the ways that it was taught wasn't really... the the actual whole truth and I was really interested in the whole truth in history right so I thought I was going to be some professor teaching the truth that's actually I didn't didn't realize that's pretty cool now what did did you pursue that all the way through college no so then I end up um so through that kind of that same uh, I guess that same lane of professors is that I learned about some labor unions and some of these professors are saying, oh, you know, a good way for making improvements and working people's lives is through labor unions. And I then got involved with, uh, actually my junior year at UIC, that summer I went to a program like this union summer program where I learned about the labor movement. And then I got recruited to go work for a union and I just didn't finish my senior year, went, worked for a union and did that for about 17 years of my life until I came into doing mortgages. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's so, a kind of... A, how did you get turned on to the mortgage part of it? So basically, uh, it was in 2017, there was some fallout with the, the union I worked for. It was just some political stuff going on, uh, and it got kind of ugly. And my best friend, John Cams, uh, who I've known since seventh grade... And I was his best man. He was my best man. And he's always been in my ear saying, hey, you work really hard. If you came into the mortgage business, you could do pretty well. Like if he saw how many hours I was working, I was working like, 
you know, 60, 70 hours a week. <laughs> like I, I was on the road a lot. I was traveling for the work. I was just like, I was grinding. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, he was always in my ear. So when that moment happened in 2017, where kind of stuff just kind of went south, I was just like, talk to John and he's like, come get licensed. So I got licensed in uh, November of 2017, started with Compass Mortgage December 1st, 2017, wow. and then haven't looked back. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and so what's been the biggest challenge for you just in terms of going to making that transition? You know, what, what, what I guess didn't you see uh, uh, as, as part of it that, um, I don't know, kind of maybe kicked you, knocked you down a little bit or where you had to get up? And, and Yeah, I mean, I, the reality was it just in all truth of it is that like my job was coming to an end with the union. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, and, and, and I had a house and my backup was, was against the wall. Yeah. Like I was literally like, all right, I need to, I need a job yeah. that's going to be able to pay my bills. And, um, so that's where, when John kind of reached his arm out and said, Hey, here's a way to do that. I just went all in didn't, and just was like, I'm going all in full steam ahead and doing what I can to do that. And uh, so you burned the boat and, you know, just went, <laughs> didn't look back. Yeah. I didn't have, I didn't have the, the luxury to look back really. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure, it's like sure. at a certain point, it's like, okay, I got to pay the mortgage. So you better do something. And so, yeah. So I just went all in, um, compass mortgages was awesome. And kind of onboarding me into the process and getting me going on that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And from there, I just think that it's, for me, I think one of the challenges you're asking me kind of like the challenges is like a little bit identity. Like, you know, I, I, well, I, yeah, I, then I you spend so long doing one thing right? yeah. and then all of a sudden you're in a new industry and it's commission <laughs> I mean, yeah. right now. It's, 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 it's different. Well, and also to be, and just to be real too, it's like, I also like, like every other average person, like when you think about the mortgage business, you don't think you're like, Ugh, like the mortgage yeah. business, <laughs> you know, like it's a little more dry, right? You know, it's a little, it's like, yeah, do I want to be one of these like kind of like stereotypical mortgage guys that you like, you know, in a way it's just kind of, so part of me, it was also just being willing to go public to my sphere of saying, I do mortgages like and that I was a little nervous about that because they're like, wait a minute, you did this for this long. Yeah, yeah. And now you're now you're doing mortgages. So I think that that's a, was a big challenge for me is just the willingness to just go public. And I did. I was like, all right, I'm in it. Like, I'm going to let everybody know. And how was it received? It was received well. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, some a lot of people shocked and like surprised. Right. But but all in all really well and my spear I ended up getting a lot of business and I continue to get a lot of business from and my spear the union spear I get a lot of business from as well I help folks out I help out a lot of union folks we have a, I created a program called our union strong mortgage program oh that's cool so I've gone back to union members we give discounts to union members um, whether they're teachers or whether they're auto workers at the Ford plant in the south side of Chicago yeah we help them buy homes uh, and give them discounts on their closing costs. Oh, that's very cool. So I kind of pivoted that way, saying, okay, I knew the universe I knew was the labor movement. Well, that's an organized group of people. Well, maybe I could come to them now as a lender and say, hey, I want to help this organized group of people with their mortgage needs. And we've done a lot of business um, with workers at the Ford plant, uh, helping them out. You know, we're probably closing 15. Where's the Ford plant? It's down uh, on Torrance. I mean, it's basically almost in Indiana on on the southeast side of Chicago. 
okay. as southeast as you can get oh, in the wow. Hedgewish area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, they, they make the Ford Explorer there. Okay, <clears> I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, there's All like right. 5,000 workers there, man. Holy smokes. Yeah. That's a pretty big facility. Yeah, so it's that's, huge. That's, it's, it's, a, it's a plant that's been there for a long time. It's one of like, the what's one of the oldest like UAW Ford plants. Yep. Um, and uh, it's, yeah, so we've helped out a lot of folks there. Um, and again, we give them discounts on closing costs and... It was a way to tap into the kind of some of the community that I knew, you know. Absolutely. And, and, and speaking of that, I mean, one of the things that we had talked about was just the way that you're cultivating, you know, relationships now. Um, but obviously, uh, you know, it sounds like on one end you're going direct to the client themselves uh, or, you know, the, the, the buyer. Uh, but then on the other hand, it is also with realtors, right, that it's important to make those relationships. What's the, the, the thing that uh, you found to be most successful for you in building those relationships, especially when, you know, you're having to make brand new ones? I mean, with I think with realtors, uh, the key thing that I find, at least on the, the initial, is one, we can look them in the eye and tell them we close on time. Like mm-hmm. the, the Cam's Jennings Group of Compass Mortgage, we're confident that we're going to close on time. And if and, and if we're not, we're going to know right away and let you know. Like so, we ensure our realtors like give us a shot. You're going to see we're going to close on time. That we're also going to be awesome at communicating throughout the transaction. So we. We give weekly updates. We're constantly keeping our partner agent up to date on the transaction, so they're not playing, they're not guessing, they're not concerned about what's going on. Um, and then we also just have a really strong follow-up operation. So we always assure the realtors that we partner with: you give us a lead or a referral, we're relentless on our follow-up. We're going to stay on top of that thing. So those are, I mean, kind of the three things that like that we we. But then we have to prove it, yeah, right? Sure. And so. So that's the conversation we have on the front end, and then we the proof's in the pudding, so then we execute on that. And then once agents start to see that we're doing that, they're like, all right, I like working with these guys. They're, they're closing on time, they're keeping me up to date, and they're following up with every referral I give them relentlessly, and we're getting deals done. So that's one piece, right? But then there's also, we look at for opportunities to partner um, on different strategies. Like if, I like to do a lot of community strategy, so, mm-hmm kind of identifying it similar to what we've done with I did with the union stuff it's like I identified a community and I how can I engage that community in different ways to get business but also like working with realtors to identify what are some of their natural networks that they already work in uh, what are the, the community when you know what is a community it's where you live it could be if you go to church it could be you're a part of a you know some sports like network what I mean what is your community yeah. And we can help partner to like engage that community with them as well. And also really, I mean, what it comes down to is mitigating costs. Like if we partner, you pay half, I pay half. Yeah, for sure. Let's let's go engage that community. So, um, I mean, that's one way. And I think that uh, ultimately though, I think it's about building trust um, and respect. Absolutely. And when you build that, uh, it goes a long way. No, and one of the things that we had talked about before we jumped in the mice was that um, you really started to build this well-oiled machine, right? This this team of people who are sticking to what their expertise is or what they're asked to do as part of this this machine. Tell me a little bit about that, about how you've grown the team and just kind of some of the the challenges that that were presented in in order for you to need to hire someone to do those things, right? As yeah. you grew, yeah, I think. Um so to, to, to take a step back, I, I started December 2017 as a loan officer at Compass Mortgage. John Cams, he recruited me, my best buddy. 
Um, and I was starting to get business because I was like, I was hungry. I was out there. <laughs> you pay that mortgage. And right? I, yeah, I was out there. I was out there. You know, I was I was cold calling. I was you know doing whatever I had to do. And and then I would come and then I would get someone that wants to do a loan. And to be honest, I didn't know how to do the loan. I'm like, hey, all right, I got somebody who wants to do a loan. You know, like and everyone's like, that's awesome. And I'm like, all right, how do we do it? You know, I, I I know I passed my test. I'm licensed, but it's you know it's one thing to pass the test. It's another thing to actually do a loan. Yeah. And then I would go to John. And so I would come to John. Hey, John. All right. And then he would help me. Right. And then this was kind of happening a lot. And then we had this aha moment one day we were driving together and he's like, we should just partner. Right. And because, you know, you're he he saw in me that I have the ability to get business. Yeah, yeah. I could go out there and get it. But he but I also he also knew that if I had to just work on the files, I wouldn't be getting that business. So he's like, we should partner. And uh, we so we partnered. Um it would be th- three years ago this July. So with the, this July was our th- third year. And uh, so we went on for a year before. Oh yeah, I was yeah. I was spinning. You know, I, yeah. I was getting some stuff, but it was like, yeah, it was definitely. Um, you know, I was out there. Here's the reality about our business. Like, and I tell any loan officer, like, if you can get the business, we'll figure out how to get the loan done. Yeah. Get the business. Yeah. Like, you know, like you don't need to know how to do a loan if you can get the business. I mean, the hardest part a, is getting the business, it, right? Yeah. And that's it. I mean, it's like you get the business and then we can really focus on getting the loan done and we have a team to get it done. So yeah. that's where the, our team has come into play. And so the way that we so when I partnered with John, he already had an assist loan officer assistant partner named Lisa Park. She's amazing and ton of experience. And and so when we joined, so so basically John and John was like, well, Lisa's on my team. And I said, all right. And now just so basically John and I are like, we're splitting Lisa. So we're splitting cost on Lisa. Right. Yep, yep. So, uh, so it was John, Lisa, myself. And then, uh, as we started to grow my wife, uh, Jamie, she used to be a Chicago public school teacher, art teacher. And, um, she ended up getting licensed as well as a loan officer. And she jumped in on our team and she was basically the pinch hitter. She did everything like <laughs> whether, I mean, any events we did, she helped with us on that. She was working weekends. She was helping do files. I mean, she was just kind of doing, we couldn't, af- we couldn't afford it. So yeah, she would do whatever we could start now. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. So then once we got the wheels going there, we realized that we wanted to, we wanted to do more prospecting. We wanted to do more cold calling. But we also knew that John and I didn't want to have to do all the cold calling. We've been doing that. So we hired my brother um, to do a three-line dialer where we just paid him part-time, 20 hours a week. He was cold calling uh, uh, every day, calling realtors. Um, and then then he got the bug, and then he ended up getting licensed as a loan officer as well. And then, so, I mean, essentially the way that our team has been built is that we want to make sure that our client gets an amazing experience. Yeah. Like, like we want our clients to, to be raving fans. We, we, we tell them we want to be their lender for life. Yeah. Like we want to be the ones you go to. So in order to do that though, they have to have an awesome experience. And so what we've done in, in, in turn, it's the same thing for our partner realtors is that we want them to have an amazing experience. You know, if they refer us, we want them to know that their client's going to love us and they're going to love us too. Right. So what we did is that essentially we have um, like the the problem in our business. Every loan officer's problem is, is that they go prospect, prospect, prospect. They get business. And so but then they start working on the files and they get sucked into all the files. And then they look up and they weren't prospecting. And where's the business? Now I'm hungry. Right. 
So what we do is John and myself are always prospecting. Uh, like that's our one thing. That's what we focus on is getting business, whether it's through, you know, talking to realtors and other referral partners like divorce attorneys, CPAs, financial planners, you know, we're focused on talking to folks to partner with folks to refer us business this way. Yeah, because um, they're talking to the individuals that, you know, are going through that. That's that's part of the life experience at that point, you know? Exactly. That's smart. Exactly. So we focus on having conversations on that. And 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 when we when someone refers us, John or myself will talk to the client. The client says, Yes, I want to get pre approved. Great. We're gonna send you the link to our application. Once we send that link, it's now handed off to Dustin. So Dustin is a loan officer assistant on our team, and his one of his major priorities, is, his first one, is that he's following up on anyone who said yes, they want to get pre-approved. He's following up with them and making sure that they apply to get pre-approved hmm. every 24 hours. So up to the fourth, the fourth one is like, okay, now we're letting the whoever referred us, we're letting them know they're ghosting us, they're unresponsive, what have you, right? Mm-hmm. But essentially, Dustin's job is. You're a dog on the bone. You're going to make sure that if that person said yes, we're going to make sure that they apply so that we can get them pre-approved quickly. Once they apply, now our our latest hire is Michelle. She's also a licensed loan officer. She is her job is to help make sure that all their documents are accurate that we that we need to get them pre-approved, making sure the application is complete and perfect. And and then then kicking it back to John or myself to then we're pre-approving them. Yep, okay. Yep. So basically, there. But what's great about that is once I, I know I trust my team, I don't have to worry. Once Dustin has it, I don't have to worry about it. Like I, it's off of my plate. He's got it now. Michelle has it. It only comes back to me until it's ready to be pre-approved. Yeah. Right. And then we give the pre-approval stamp. They go shopping, and then we'll give them numbers. Like with our clients, we like to give them mortgage calculators on the numbers so that if they're looking at properties, want to make an offer, we'll make sure that they have a good assessment and have accurate numbers of what they're, what they're making an offer on. Yeah. But once they're under contract, boom, they're under contract. Now we hand it to our loan partner, Lisa Park, and her job is contract to close. Like she, and she's going to shepherd that to the closing table. And again, so John and I will get tapped in if there's a problem, right? But it like a good day, <laughs> we, we don't know what's going on. Like, like we're, you know, deals are closing. That's awesome. Yeah. And, then, awesome. and again, ultimately, it's about giving the clients a great experience and making sure our transaction partners have an amazing experience as well. Of course. Of course. Now, one of the things that you mentioned also was how you just have a really great mix, 50-50, you know, refi, but also purchases, right? Um, did you, what did you see through, through the pandemic that, that shifted in that or at all? Was it just more uh, of the same or did it swing more in that direction of, of, of refi? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I mean, I think everyone would tell you that it was a refi boom, yeah. right? And um, and I want to just like to my partner John's credit, who's been in the business. John's been doing mortgages since two thousand and three. He was relentless on our team, being like, "Let's not forget about the purchase market. Like, let's stay focused on the purchase market. We'll keep we'll keep doing the refis, but let's not drop the purchase market just to focus on refis." And you easy know, to get distracted, right? Oh, I mean, that's easy money. Money yeah. hits apples on the ground. We say, right? Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. and so people are running around picking the apples up on the ground, um, but. I'll tell you, like, I'm grateful that our strategy, because we were diverse. We, you know, we were diverse on the fact that we were 50-50 refi purchase. 
And right about right now, we're now we're actually going into 64. We're 60 percent purchased right now to 40, oh, 40 uh, refi That's as good. of this year. Yeah, it's a testament to your hard work there. Yeah, I mean, it really is. And I think at the end of the day, I. You know, we love doing refinances, all right? Like, I mean, that's that's money, and, and helping people save money is awesome. Right, right. But Everyone there's wins. nothing more fulfilling, though, than when doing a purchase, though. When when you help somebody, like a first-time home buyer who's renting, and, and then they get to say, I'm firing my, firing my <laughs> landlord, I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and get my own home, and like, and to be able to empower them with that, I mean, yeah. it, it's really awesome, because you do see, I mean, we fundamentally believe that, you know, the path in this country to any sort of financial stability is through home ownership. Of course. Right? And so many people are in that grind of not 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 buying a home. They're stuck in the rent cycle or they think they can't. Like they just think, oh, I can't buy. Yep. Um, and then you sit them down and you say, actually, you can. How, right? often, how often do you have those conversations, like percentage-wise? Uh... I mean, there's a, there's a large percent of people really who, I, I, would, I mean, when I say large, I, I mean, the folks that we talk to, I have a lot of people who will say, you know, I, yeah, my, I don't think I can buy, um, I just can't afford it. And then when you look at the numbers, they actually can. And then you look at the rent they're paying, like <laughs> you're like, paying more. <laughs> yeah, like you, your, your mortgage isn't going to be much more than that. Yeah. You know, you'll get some tax benefits in your mortgage and then, but then, or you, you'll get folks who think, oh, my credit's not good enough. Often the ones who don't think their credit's that good is their credit isn't even that bad. Their lot yeah, isn't yeah. even as bad as they think, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think there's a lot of kind of myths to, to buying that, that people, uh, just, just don't understand that, that there is a path to do it. Yeah. Not only that, but the rental market is just, I feel like it's, it's tough. I mean, you're paying a lot and you're not getting a lot sometimes and you know, it just is what it is that, that yeah, it, it oftentimes makes so much more sense, but people feel like almost like a sense of being trapped because they don't have options, you know? So to, to hear that, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, I have a, like a good friend right now who um, is just finally, I pre-approved him yesterday, okay? And he's someone who's been talking about buying, he, and he's a Chicago public school teacher. He makes decent money. As I mean, he's been, in the, he's been a, a teacher for quite some time, so he's got, you know, he's making decent money. Um, he's been living in the same apartment for 12 years now. Um, but, and you know, what's finally getting him to buy is that the landlord is selling the building. Yeah. Like, and he's like, all right, I guess I got to buy. And he's got, and he's got two kids and like, and it, so, but again, and this is his first, home. this is going to be his first home. And, wow. and he, and what's interesting though, I mean, like he really thought that his credit was not going to be good enough. And I pulled his credit, his credit was fine. Wow. Like, and like, so it was one of these things where he, in his mind, he's like, I can't do this. I'm like, he, I just pre-approved you for a $500,000 purchase wow. that you can afford. Was that, he blown away? Yeah, yeah. He, his wife is thrilled, right? <laughs> bad, bad. <laughs> right? But it's like, but it's one of those things too. And I'm like, he's like one of my best friends. And like, you know, and I do mortgages and he's, I still, I'm like, like finally he, he got forced to like, let me pull his credit yeah, essentially. Yeah, Cause yeah. he was just like hesitant about that. But yeah, now he's out there shopping for a home, you know? You, you think that hesitation just comes from being like, if they think that they're, their score is low that they're a little ashamed of it kind of thing. Oh, Don't sure. I, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, look, it's when we see everything, right? Oh, of course, of course. We, we get your bank statements, yeah, right? True, well, true. We see every little transaction you do in your last <laughs> two months, right? Like your only fans. Right? <laughs> we see it all, man. Like, you know, so I think, it, you know, I, and 
I always tell my friends that are uh, that everything's confidential. I'm licensed, right. you know, because I think sometimes amongst your friends are like, oh, is Caleb gonna like tell my other friend about me? You know, like because we're like in a tweet circle. about it, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's um, but I do think that there's a lot of myths or fears that that if you can help people get past it, that they can actually buy. Absolutely, no, I love that. And and so what's so what's next? What's the future hold for the Cam Jennings team? Yeah, I mean, I think right now um, we really want to go deeper with our relationships with the realtors that we've already been partnering with. You know, yeah. we want to go deeper and, and look for opportunities to strengthen those connections. Um, we're also really going to be being more deliberate of nurturing our client database. Like, so we've closed a lot of loans and we want to make sure that we're having the appropriate touches on that. Like, yeah. Now our protocol is that, yeah, 30 days post closing, we give them a call, ch check in on them. Um, but we want to make sure that we're calling them every six months yeah. to do a check on them. So some of the stuff is just kind of tightening up our systems a bit, um, learning from some of the things that we've been doing, like how, like how it's all, we're always asking ourselves, okay, like what can we do better? Yep. You know, like we can always be better. Yeah. And if you ask yourself that. And that's one of the weaknesses right now I would say that we have is that we got to nurture our client database better, like right. as it's grown, you know, we've definitely need to do that. So, I, But that's, that's even a, a testament to um, the way that you wanted to, to have that, exp that experience that you spoke about for your, you know, your, your clients being that uh, you want to be able to communicate and, and just to be there for them, right. And close on time. And, and you can't do that if you're constantly thinking just about the, you know, the growth and the growth and just wanting to get bigger and bigger. And it's great to hear that you, you know, you want to, to make sure that you perfect that almost before you move on. Yeah. And I mean, and, and also there's a lot of money in that, man. Like, I mean, I, I like to just be, it's not altruistic either. Yeah, right. Yeah, like right, at right. the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, like we're, I guarantee you Fair that if, if we focus in on our clients, like we're, they're going to refer us more business. Sure. We're going to get some refis out of it, like, you know, as well. Right. So that's part of it. It's like, we have to look at where, where is our low hanging fruit that we're not even picking up, grabbing yet. You know yeah, what I mean? And sure, making sure, sure that we're doing that. Um, the same thing too, what I want to start doing is, uh, closed a lot of loans and we, we build that relationship with the buyer buyers, but we haven't been systematically reaching out to those, li the listing agent, the seller's agent saying, Hey, we did this deal with you. What did you think? Like, yep, yep. Uh, you know, how was your experience with us? So like, yep. and being more focused on that as well. Um, so those are some things that like, that we're kind of putting into works. And the only way on my team that we do it is if once we, we have to make it like systemized like it can't be like oh maybe we'll get to it because yep. we'll never get to it it has to be like this is your job yep. you got to do that for sure <laughs> right and well i appreciate that honesty i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's true though i mean and then and then like anything else though when you have a passion for something and you're passionate for helping others i mean it's easy to monetize you know it's easy to 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 have that reciprocated in a monetary way so i'm excited to see you know the what you guys do with it and uh, how, how you continue to grow but and I appreciate you, like I said, that honesty, but also for coming in and sharing and yeah. just being a part of the community, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me.